I Squile. Good afternoon. This is uh, Satsumton Sun and Snat. Daryl Hilaire here at Children of the Setting Suns podcast. Uh, and today we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk sports and track specifically. And uh, we have uh, a couple of folks with us today. Uh, Coach uh, Kevin Villers, Lummi uh, High School track coach and uh uh mike williams uh senior uh track athlete uh are here they are just back from uh shaney washington where they had the 2018 uh track championships and we'll talk about that but we want to talk a little bit more about their lives and the things that they've uh, accomplished uh this past year in, in maybe the past two or three years, but also the history and the ambitions for the track program at uh, Lummi Nation High School. So maybe we can start there and start with uh, Coach Villers, and you can tell us a little bit about the track program, those things you've gotten going over the, uh, I don't know how many years you've been there, and then those things that uh, we can say are have been really successful, whether that be uh, building good student athletes or more kids coming out or, you know, maybe uh, some kids being really a exceptionally uh, gifted, such like uh, Mike Williams. And I know we had another uh, state champ. I think it was a miler. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about him and maybe some of the girls that are, are doing pretty good or have done well in the past. Okay. Thanks, Daryl. Uh, like Daryl said, my name is Kevin Villers. I'm the track coach and the vice principal at Lummi Nation School. Um, I've been coaching track for three years. Um, when I took over, they had just actually won a state championship. Um, we had a kid named Enrique Medina, and he was just a track phenom. And he took three other kids to state and won a state title. And, and, like, and that's just really unheard of to take four people there and win a title. Um, and then he graduated and I took over and I had what was left, which were a lot of great pieces. They were young, um, not very many of them, but, uh, we went back the next year and we finished ninth after some adversity. We had a kid, uh, Trezell Lang get disqualified and, and why he was leading the long jump competition or the high jump competition and, uh, and ended up finishing ninth that year, but. Uh, there's always a silver lining in everything that, you know, everything that happens. So they took that. And, and it's a funny story. This year when we went up there, they made provisions for – because what happened was he got disqualified for walking across the track and talking to his coach, who actually wasn't his coach at the time because they told us that, hey, if you're doing the high jump, you probably want to stay in the stands because we're going to be disqualifying athletes if you're trying to coach them across the track. So they disqualified him in 2000. Was that 16, Mike? And uh, But this year, now they have a coach's box that's right there by the track. And as long as you're in a coach's box, you can talk to your athlete. He can walk across. And that came from Lummy being disqualified while leading the competition. So that's a, I thought that was really funny when I found out that they had a coach's box this year. But uh, this year, we had 26 boys and girls compete. We had 12 girls compete, which is the most we've ever had. Uh, when I first took over, we had three female athletes, uh, Mike Washington's sister being basically the whole track team because she ran it. She she was our runner, and then we had two other field uh, young ladies. And uh, so we've come a long way. We've grown. We have a beautiful facility. Uh, 
we have uh, some student athletes now because I preach grades first. Um, it doesn't the, probably the fastest girl in the school this year. I'm not going to say any names, but didn't get to participate because she didn't have the grades to to participate. And the first, my first year, I took over. Same thing. One of the fastest girls in the school never made it out to the track. So it's no use of you getting your your eyes set on certain people unless you know they can do the schoolwork because that's the most important thing. Uh, no matter what you do, and I tell my kids because I tell them it's their students first and then athletes second. I try to give them a lead by example. They know that I'm in school. I'm currently working on my doctorate, um, and I tell them if you are not don't have the grades, and I'm not going to pull any strings, and I'm not going to just get you out there because I feel whatever you do in life, you need to be able to think and you need to be able to problem solve. And if you can do that, then you can come and, you know, be a part of the track team. So, so it's really a higher standard. Uh, I know in years past, not just Lummi, but other schools, there were, there was exceptions for the athletes. Now it's a higher standard. So yeah, that's, that's a paradigm shift. I, I think uh, so. Yeah. What's, what's your background, uh, coach? Uh, uh, what, what created your interest in track? Uh, <laughs> now that's a funny story. I never really was a track guy. Uh, my father was my football coach. And when I, I played baseball my whole, that was the first sport I ever played. So I played football. I didn't play basketball my first year. And then when baseball season comes around, I'm getting ready. It's like oh, getting ready to join the baseball team. He just happened to be the high school baseball coach. And he told me, you won't be playing baseball this year. You'll be running track because all athletes need to learn how to run. You can, you can, you can play baseball next year. So I ran track. I fell in love with it. And then this next year when baseball season came around, he wakes up early on a Saturday, which he never does. Oh, he never did. Uh, and he wakes me up and says, hey, we're getting ready to go to Johnny Mac Sporting Goods. I'm like, for what? He's like, so I can get you that first baseman's mitt. You know, baseball season finished. On. I'm like, Dad, I won't be playing uh, baseball for you this year. I'm going to still play summer baseball, but I fell in love with the 800 race, and I wanted to break the school record, so – I ended up breaking the school record, but that's how I got involved with track on a fluke. And, you know, I've been loving track ever since. So you had a goal. Yeah, and I had you, a goal. And you zeroed in on a goal. Zeroed in on and, it. And you committed yourself to yes, it. Yes, I did. Did you make it? Yes, I did. That's awesome. I did. Well, uh, maybe Coach Villers, you can introduce uh, that uh, young man sitting next to you, uh, what what he's accomplished, and um, maybe tell a little bit about maybe uh, what's next. And then... Uh, uh, Mike, and then uh, off of that, maybe you can kind of chime in and say, well, you know, I got started this way, you know, and, and now I'm hooked on track. So maybe let's uh, let's kind of share that a little bit and kind of create that story that your partnership won and then into what, uh, how, that was, how the goals of track are, are actually promoting you to go beyond what you've accomplished at Lummi, maybe into, uh, you know, another school or schools, you know, in the future. So. Well, I will, glad, I will gladly introduce this young man. I think of this young man, he's like a son to me, um, especially when, when I first met him. He's shy. He really didn't have a lot of confidence, and he still doesn't really full, fully understand the level of his athletic ability. And this Potential, young man, in other words. yes, yes, this young man's name is Mike Washington. He's a senior. He's graduating tomorrow. And like I say, I love him like a son. So, Mike, take it over. Thanks, V. Daryl, how you doing? Good. Yeah, so um, 
I started track my freshman year, and it was funny because uh, kind of like V, I didn't really like track or didn't have any interest, and my cousin actually talked me into coming out and doing it for a year. And at first, I was really negative about it. Um, you know, who likes running a lot for fun? <laughs> um, but as I, you know, started to continue doing track, I realized how fun it is. And um, I was a leader out there, you know. Um, I made lots of friends and created a bond with multiple people from not only our school, but other schools around. So that was very um, positive, a positive thing for me. And it was an outlet for me. You know, when I was stressed out or whatever, I could go run on the track. So, mm -hmm. why don't you guys take me back to your uh, sophomore year? I, I know you guys had a lot of talent. You guys were pretty raw, and uh, but you were in the hunt. You know, uh, recreate that for me, because then we'll we'll go into last year when uh, you know the, Mike and his his buddies, you know, broke broke a lot of records. You know, so and that was kind of like that competition amongst, I think there was four or five athletes, you know, that were just really competitive, you know, and, and out of that comes, you know, uh, accomplishment. So exactly. take us back to that. Oh. It'd be Mike's sophomore year. And then that last year's class, that was their junior year. I right. Think. That yeah. was his junior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> his sophomore year was my first year coaching. Um, and he, and their relay team was, it was, it's just, not qualified for state the previous year. They all they had to do was finish the race and they ended up dropping the baton. So the year I took over, that's all they talked about. Our relay, our relay, we dropped the baton. It was it was devastating. So I looked at their relay. I I, I can't say I'm this great coach, but I just adjusted like two things, just the way two of them were standing to get the baton. Adjusted a minor and then the rest is history because they went undefeated from his sophomore year to his senior year, they went undefeated. So, I mean, they had, they had great chemistry. I think what drove them the most was being disqualified as a freshman because they would have made it to state hadn't they dropped the baton. Mm -hmm. And they just, they were just, the chemistry was flawless. The thing with, with relay is if you're passing the baton at maximum speed, very few people can beat you. And they had such chemistry that they all, if they were, if one of them was running too fast, they had this code word, red, 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 the other one would slow down. So they were always, they, they, they were just fluid. And, you know, so as a sophomore, but as a sophomore, Mike, like he says, he was building bonds and being a leader, but he still was a little shy, still was, still was not as confident as he should have been. And I told him, I said, Mike, by the time you, and he had these two idols that went to other schools. And he, he idolized these kids. And I'm like, Mike, you're better than those kids. I said, you play baseball too. I have to share you with Mr. Sandusky. I don't have you 100% full-time. I said, if I had you 100% full-time, you'd be already beating those guys. But I said, I make you a promise. I make you a guarantee, which I really don't do unless I know. <laughs> I said, Mike, if you stay healthy, you'll be beating those guys by your junior year. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> but I'll let you take over, Mike. Um. Yeah, so... He did, he did make me a promise. He said, I'll be beating these kids by my junior year. And um, I didn't believe him, you know, because I didn't have that much confidence. But uh, we get to state my junior year, which was last year, and uh, I had the best meet of my life. And I ended up beating him 
both of those kids um, ended up winning state in three out of the four events. And I, I, I was still shocked, you know, <laughs> like um, it, there's nothing like that feeling, you know, standing on top of the podium. So. And that was in the 100 yard dash and the 200? 100, 200, four by one. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, what was it like in practice when you know, like, your teammate is like a little bit faster than you and you're chasing him? Was there a goal to catch him or was there just a personal goal or what was going on there? Because that, that, that relay team was highly competitive. You know, the, it was like the Borsi twins and Trezell Lane and, Mike Washington, right? And that, there was an aura about that team. And I kind of think it came from just that that competition within the team. I don't know if you want to speak to that, Coach, what your observations are. And then, Mike, what, what was burning inside of you to to end up being at the, you know, the top of the podium, you know, at the end of the day? Okay, I can speak to it. It was two, it was, it was four of them, but there were two subsets within, within the four. You had the twins who were just naturally competitive and they are, each one of them wanted to be faster. So they worked and competed against each other all the time. And Mike was kind of competing against Trezell because they both ran the 200. And so they would always compete in practice. Still, Mike was shy, un- <laughs> not confident. And the funny thing is, Mike's race was the, he, his favorite race was the 100. Trezell's favorite race was the 200. And Trezell actually had the school record in the 200. But, Mike's junior year, he broke he broke Trezell's record in the 200, and then I threw Trezell in a 100-yard dash one time, and then he set the school record for the 100, and it's, it still sets today. So they, it was just a natural competition between these guys. Uh, I have to say the highlight of coaching those four guys was when we went to the Nike East Invitational last year, and for some reason, I don't know why, because when you when you compete, Everything goes in the computer, and then when you register for a meet, they take those times off the computer and then seed you in different heats, right? So we go down, Nike East and Invitational. There's 80 teams there from 1A, from 1B to 4A, 80 teams. So we're entered into the um, 4x1, and they put us in the slowest heat, which I don't know why they did because we should have been in the fastest heat, but maybe they just thought we were somehow, we manipulated the time and didn't deserve to be in the fast heat. We were in the slowest heat, and if you know anything about track, it's hard to score from the slowest heat because I got all the fast people in one heat, and they push each other to get faster times. So I said, boys, I don't know. We got messed over. So just do your best. Run as fast as you can. Trezell, when you get that baton, just run as fast as you can. You ain't going to have nobody pushing you because we're in the slowest heat, but just do the best you can. In my mind, I said, and then I said, you guys know it's hard to score from the slowest heat. I said, and and my, I said, well, if we can do good, we might get a fourth. In my mind, I'm thinking, if we do good, we might get seventh or eighth. So, it's over. We blow everybody out in our heat. I watched the the fast heat. It was okay, but I thought we deserved to be in it. So I'm going to get some popcorn, and they're announcing the winners from the four by one. And then we get to eighth place, and it's somebody. And then it's seventh place, it's somebody. Six and fifth. You're when they thi- get to fifth, thinking- I'm like, yeah, we didn't even make the top eight. And I was like, that's kind of impossible because we're pretty good. Yeah. Then they get down to fourth. 
and third. And I'm like, wow, we didn't make it at all. Yeah. And then they get to second and they said, Lummy Nation. I was jumping up like a little kid. Wow. And that's all schools. <laughs> yeah, that's all schools. And if and you were in a fast yes. you could probably could have gone faster. Then. And we took second by four one hundredths of a second. Wow. Four one hundred. So that means if we're in, and no one was pr- pushing Trezell. So that means if we're in that, we win that. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that in all my heart. Wow. So that was the highlight of my career coaching these guys. So I don't <laughs> how'd know that what. feel to you, Mike? Uh, it felt good. I mean, like V was saying, ever since we dropped Abaton my freshman year, uh, we just wanted to work as hard as we could, you know, to um, be successful in the four by one, and we. We all know we could what we could do, you know. Um, something that V does the best is uh he doesn't keep us at the small meets. He makes sure we go to bigger meets because um like V says, time is time and no matter what school you're from or who you are, time is time. And if you compete against fast people every week, you're gonna get faster. So um that was <laughs> they felt good, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this year you went back as defending champion in the 100 and 200 and the relay and didn't, we weren't able to defend it. Is that related a little bit to the competition you didn't get every day at practice from having, you know, that they were, they, all those boys are in college now, right? Right. So you go from these college level athletes and then you lose that. I don't know if that affects how you, how you practice and how you compete every day. You know, I'm not trying to like, you know, give you an excuse or anything, but I'm saying that's just. The reality of the situation when <laughs> yeah. you don't have competition, it's 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 hard we, to get the adrenaline going. We didn't have as tough a competition as we had had in practice, but we still we've got some young athletes that are pretty special. And the main reason why we didn't do as well this year is Mike started off the year hurt hurt. Basically, mm-hmm. Mike was going to put a team on his back and you know try to win compete for a state title, and it took every ounce of. <laughs> restraint and and knowledge about therapy to keep him healthy i'll just give you a little example mm. he we had just just 10 meets you can have we registered for nine and out of those nine meets mike was only healthy out of two of those meets but if fortunately it was the last two meets so he was able to be somewhat healthy going in the state and then we yeah, it's hard to. It's just hard to. Like last year, Mike went to all the meets. He competed well in all the meets, so he was primed and ready to go for state. Well, if you only have two full meets behind you, and he was close in the two, he barely lost that. And then the, in the one, he just had a bad start. And then, you know, the four by one, you had, didn't have that chemistry as we had um, had all year in the previous, you know, two years. And uh, we got disqualified. We ran out of the lane. Our one and two leg forgot the number one rule of uh, relay, which is never leave the exchange zone without the baton. And had we had that had hadn't had happened, we would have probably ended up finishing. Our time would have probably placed us fourth this year. So mm-hmm. still had a pretty good season, but like it's it's hard, really hard to compete when you're when you're hurt. So would you get hurt with Mike? Would would happen? <laughs> Um, my groin and um, my quad. Is that from basketball or? Uh, no, I don't think so. I just, I mean, so I was supposed to do cross country, but um, again, who wants to run distance for fun, right? Uh, and uh, I did it last year, but this year I just chose not to. 
And if I would have done cross country, I would have been, you know, in shape, more flexible and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villers had this plan for me. I just didn't listen to him, which I regret now. But um, so, yeah, it was my groin in my quad. And it sucked because, like, I'm so competitive. I hate watching. And um, I wasn't able to compete in all the meets I wanted to. And some of the therapy things that he had me do was, like, have you ever taken an ice bath? Like, ice baths? Oh, like, I don't think so. No, they're not <laughs> fun. I ice baths every day after practice, rain, sun, no matter what. So, but it was just hard to just watch most of the meets, you know. Mm-hmm. So now you you got you've gained all this knowledge over the last three or four years, and you're preparing yourself for another goal. What does that look like for you? Um, I'm just gonna. Well, I'm going to college in California to run track. And the goal I have for myself there is to work as hard as I can because I'm starting over pretty much. You know, college is way different from high school. Um, So I'm just going to work as hard as I can and try to uh, put Lummy on the map. You know, that's the best I can do. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's that's probably pretty self-satisfying to you, Coach, with with Mike going on to – to track and then you had Trizel basketball and the Borsi's football and mm-hmm. I don't know who else is that that came from the track program but I believe track is a big part of any sport you participate in you exactly. know it teaches you how to breathe and how to proper mechanics and and compete mostly against yourself exactly because there's nobody out there you can pass the ball to or you know all it's you you know yeah and so that's why I like it so much you know it's like you could really understand a person's character on the track you know, in the track or, you know, in the tra- uh, track and field. So. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of all the guys. I'm proud of Mike, especially because we sat down and he, he track is actually a hard sport to get money out of. Because first of all, when he, like if, if he won his scholarship last year, right? Because that's when most people, most talented athletes win their scholarships when they're juniors. If you have a great junior year, then you, you, you usually can get a scholarship. If you don't, if you wait till your senior year to have that that year, then it's like it's at the end of the year. First of all, when your season's over, and then mm, like I mean, where are you going? Most of the time, you end up going to a junior college unless you're just running like ten five hundreds. Then yeah, of course somebody's going to grab you. But he set a goal, and he wanted to go to he wanted to get a scholarship from a school in California. These are his words, <laughs> and he ended up doing that. And you know when when I uh, because it's my job. And I have to say this, not to be bragging, but today's coaches feel, and, I, and that's why you have all these recruiting agencies around, today's coaches feel that it's not their job to help their athletes get scholarships. Well, I came from, like I said, my father was my coach, and like by the time he was middle of his career, he could pick up a phone and get a kid a scholarship sight unseen because he had built a program. And anybody who came from our program, if you went to college, you got grades, you graduated, you were a good citizen, and and you knew how to do whatever you know was a football, baseball, track, or whatever, right? So, um, and I'm trying to bring that to Lummy, like with the twins. Starting out with those guys, when they were in the ninth grade, they asked me, Coach, do you think we could actually play college football? I said, just because you play eight man, don't mean you can't go on to college. I said, but you got to put the work in. Grades first, then you got to put the work in on the field, and then they did. And I told Mike the same thing, Mike. If you want to go to school in California, we can make that happen, but you got to have grades. And you got to be a good citizen because 
when you go off to school and you don't have grades, you're going to flunk out and come home. If you're not a good citizen and you're acting crazy on campus, coach is going to send you home. And then what's going to happen is that door is going to be closed to the Lummi Nation kids of the future because you go to a school and they, let's say you got 10 coaches at a school, right? So then they get a Lummi kid. And if he's wonderful, now those 10 coaches go on to 10 other schools. And now that's 100 coaches that might find out about the Lummi Nation kids good or bad so you you know he he did that and that's what i try to instill into those kids you got to be a good citizen this kid right here is a good citizen so kind of proud of him well michael congratulations uh, on to new horizons and that looks like uh california yeah looks yeah. like track uh, maybe basketball no maybe. probably not probably not basketball <laughs> but you know maybe you could, uh, if you have thought about uh they always say, what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, you really can't ask that anymore. Maybe it's like, oh, what's your interest? You know, you, uh, track, of course, but maybe what what kind of field of study are, are you thinking about? Um, I'm honestly undecided still. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, I'm, I, I still don't know, but I'm going to go down there, um, take a bunch of different classes, see what I like, and... My main thing is I just want to go down there, see a bunch of new things, meet a bunch of new people, have more connections, um, come back and actually help people from here. That's awesome. And so if I, any way I can do that, you know, uh, I'm going to do it, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to work as hard as I can and hopefully come out successful. So That's the main thing. Work as hard as you can. That's It starts right there. So. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Coach, you got any parting words for the audience? And then Michael, parting words, and then we'll do our sign-off here. So, Okay, Coach. I'd just like to say hey, I'm, it's, I'm proud to be a Lummi Nation School uh, employee, vice principal, and a coach, and it is my pleasure to coach athletes like this. Uh, I can take no credit for his ability because, you know, he's he's not – He's not of my blood, but he is my son. But it's just he put the work in, and that's what I'm most proud of. So, uh, And hopefully he can pass on that message to other young Lummy kids whenever he talks to them and tries to inspire them in that way. Um, yeah, just to touch on what V said, um, I'm just thankful and blessed, you know, to be in the position that I'm in today. And I can't thank the community, Lummy community especially, for all the support that they've given me. I'm definitely gonna take um, what I've learned from here to California and um, definitely gonna be checking in with everyone who you know, supported me throughout these years. And that's the most important thing for me. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it, I think today's uh, podcast was really about realizing potential, looking at uh, young folks, young student athletes and tell them yeah you can do it you can do it you can do it but you got to try you got to put in the got to put in the work so thank uh both of you for coming on the show today and uh we'll maybe check in in a few years and see where you're at and okay. uh you're let the community know so this is uh satsumton daryl hilaire children of the setting sun uh podcast uh thank you all Thanks,